Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Uh, the fourth Amazon Collective Mastermind is being held on the 22nd, 23rd and 24th of March in 2024, so just three short months away. This time in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. It's being sponsored by the multi-currency solutions provider World First and Australian e-commerce accountants Intrepid Advisory, both amazing, amazing businesses to deal with. Now, to join us, that's me and Regina, Fee Suter and international VIP guests, including Paul Harvey, just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash collective to learn more and apply. Now, this week I have a conversation with Denise Billsborough, an HR professional living in Queensland. And in 2017, when Denise was on maternity leave, she decided to start her first e-commerce business selling on Amazon Australia just after it launched here. She's now expanded into multiple marketplaces across the world and runs a thriving Amazon business selling her products in the baby category. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. Head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. Still offering private coaching in 2024, so head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. And if you own or work for a consumer products brand and need some help setting up or running your Amazon business, feel free to get in touch. I have an agency. It's called amosphere.com.au and we're an official Amazon service provider. Anyway, let's get on with this week's show with Denise Billsborough. to welcome to the show for the very first time, Denise Billsborough. How are you, Denise? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How are you? I'm going great. Hey, we uh, first met, I believe, at the Amazon Collective way back last year, wasn't it, in 2022, the very first one. Yeah, that was like my first ever Amazon event too. So I hadn't, um, I hadn't had any experience or like dealings with any of the Amazon sellers prior to that event. And then I went there and I was like, whoa, there's heaps. <laughs> There are there are many, um, but uh, what what did you think? What did you think of the event? Was it? Did you enjoy yourself? Same too. Yeah, I did. It was it was very new for me doing something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'd never done any event like that or been to any gatherings like that before, so that was really interesting. Um, and getting to actually speak with people there was was probably the best thing because that's when I met. Um, Jamie and yeah. um, joined um, the end game. End game. That's it. Thanks. I was thinking of Southern Seller first. End game. <laughs> and I also met like Fee, Arnie, my accountant. I met Lynn, mm. Scott, Jenny, Kath. Like a whole heap of awesome people who um, yeah. I still chat with now. And like, if we're at events together, we'll catch up. And and it's just really nice. Yeah, so it was, it? it was really good for that for that reason. Yeah, really, really, uh, it, yeah, it was such a great event, that first one that we did. Um, and super looking forward to 2024. So we've got one coming up in March next year. So really excited mm-hmm. for that too. And, yeah, hopefully we can repeat all the successes that we've had over the last three that we've done. The yeah. Bali one was incredible. Yeah, so <laughs> really looking forward to that. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a shame. But anyway, next year um, we might be doing something in Singapore maybe. We're not sure. Regina and I are still working on it. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, 
Wonderful. So, but you've obviously been selling Amazon for a little while. Um, when did you first start? What got you into it? So I originally started thinking about Amazon when I was pregnant with my son in 2017. And so um, I was sort of thinking, you know, like, is there anything I can be doing when I'm on maternity leave? Because apparently, you know, having a newborn wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> nope. Yeah, didn't quite work out like that. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I started just to kind of like look at like um, residual incomes and just kind of see yep. what was out there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, considered drop shipping, looked at Udemy as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I have a friend who at the time was selling on Amazon in the US and he was pretty successful. Like he exited yep. his business for seven figures, um, wow. probably early 2018. Yeah. So he did, he was really successful. Um and kind of just got chatting to him and it was sort of just like some loose conversations and just decided, I guess, to give it a go, decided to launch in Australia. I just felt a bit more yep. comfortable with that, like being here, time zones, feeling like I had a better understanding of the market. And I think too, as well, because it was new um, yeah, it was. Amazon in Australia, I was like, okay, I'll like, you know, get in early and, um, mm of build that brand that way but I also as well didn't do any type of like learning or education and so I just felt for me to um America would have been too big a beast and I probably would have piked out like five months <laughs> yeah. or something not even I would have I don't even yeah I don't know it, it seems to be there's a there's a lot yeah. more going on there than here <laughs> Well, Australia at the time had literally just launched in 2018, hadn't it? I mean, it, I think it was at the end of 2017 that it first opened its doors here and then um, FBA wasn't even available to people until I think it was like February of 2018. So they'd been open for a few months before they managed to get FBA going. Um, then advertising, again, like that didn't even wasn't even available to sellers for another six months or so after that. So it was, yeah. it was probably a really interesting time to get on board with Amazon Australia at those you know, that early stage of its life. Yeah, I remember in those early days um, when I was having any issues with a listing or anything, it was really easy to get a call from somebody and they would actually <laughs> sit on the phone for you. You didn't have to, like, yeah. wait a long time um, for somebody to email you back with an answer you didn't want. Um, yep. And I remember, too, things like there wasn't such a thing as storage limits. No. You know, so you kind of just... <laughs> You just got into it and I was just sending whatever, not realizing that one day that might be capped. Yeah, that's right. So what what were you doing before, you know, you got pregnant and took some time off with maternity leave? What was your sort of day job at that stage? Yes. So I, and I still do this role, but for um, a different company. So I work in the like HR and employment law space. So Mm -hmm. um, I've got a really... I do really like my day job as well, to be fair. Mm. Um, mm. So I get to consult with businesses um, in all different industries across Australia and New Zealand. And, um, yeah, I get to work with them too. So I get to kind of use the more strategic um, planning, mm. I guess, more masculine side of my brain when it comes to that sort of stuff and, like, reading legislation yep. and all of that sort of stuff and the coaching. And then mm-hmm. I get to use um, the creative side of my brain, I guess, when it comes to my brand and um, 
it's really different. Yeah. It's, you know, like it's having an Amazon store and that there's like a lot of things that I'm good at, but there's a lot of things that I'm not good at. And I find it can be quite challenging to try and tap into that stuff that you just don't know. And in some ways, because I'm in HR, you know, I recognize and I understand how like skill sets work. And so there's just Mm -hmm. a lot of things I'm not wired for when it comes to Mm. Amazon. And it doesn't matter how hard I could try and sit and study. It just wouldn't sink in for me. I'd get distracted or I would just, you know, probably want to take a nap. (laughs) <laughs> where it's like <laughs> yeah. reading well that's true isn't it yeah. yeah I mean you need to wear a lot of different hats running an Amazon business and you know there are as you get into it you can get into things like you know flat files spreadsheets um, you know data there's a lot of data in Amazon but there's also a really creative side to it as well particularly as it comes to or well, as it relates to product development and yeah. uh, product choice and listings yeah. and then there's all the graphics and the A plus and the storefront design and the branding and yeah there's so much going mm-hmm. on and it's such an interesting space it's huge mm. but it's fun like doing that stuff I Isn't guess it? that does push you out of your comfort zone mm. kind of is exciting not so mm. much in it, but then I guess when you've achieved something, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. When you first started, were you, you were interviewed by Amazon at one point, weren't you? Is that right? Were you like a Launchpad person? Yeah. Did you? Was your business invited to Launchpad, Amazon Launchpad? I think yeah. so, but I guess everything sort of with regards to like media coverage and that sort of thing, that all didn't um, really happen until 2020. Um, oh, I see. Right. Amazon first contacted me and asked if they could do like a feature on me. And it was just more mm-hmm. like, you know, we've got this PR company. Would you be interested? Um, you know, they reach out and they'll just ask you some questions. And then it, it just started there. Mm. Yep. That sounds like an amazing experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, no, I was just going to say, so yeah, so it started with like some articles and then there was. Um, in-person interviews and going to um, like the FBA center in Brisbane. That was a lot of fun. That was actually really cool Mm. to see how that all works. I've been invited there twice and just getting to meet like the staff and stuff, you know, like it was really, it was really cool. And when they're like talking obviously about their experience with Amazon and and, like as a workplace as well, yeah, obviously two areas of interest for me. So it was really it was really interesting and in seeing how everything is like set up. And I remember the first time I went through the FBA center, I like saw, like I just happened to see one of my products getting ready oh. to be shipped. <laughs> so it had been picked, but it hasn't been packed. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, Oh my God, that is, that's, that's mine. mine. That's for <laughs> real life. And it's on its way. How good is so that? that was- I actually had, get this. I have a student that I started working with uh, midway through this year who actually works uh, in the FBA centre in Brisbane mm-hmm. and uh, she completely sold through. She hit her first $10,000 selling on Amazon Australia um, a couple of weeks ago Amazing. and I believe now she's completely sold out of that first batch of inventory. So Christmas had a bit to do with it but, yeah, it's just so, such a it's such a joy to help people, um, you know, okay. succeed and rank for keywords and, and get their advertising set up and stuff like that. And she was absolutely thrilled. She sent me a wonderful um, email, which I should post somewhere. There's a testimonial because it's just fantastic. It was so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely should. Try and get out and do a video for you. 
<laughs> video testimony why not yeah lisa but uh yeah she's it was just a, such a great story for, for her and um her and her husband actually she loves working at amazon she does a lot of night shift work there actually as well so oh, during yeah. the day yeah she yeah, sort of spends cool. her mornings a really cool yeah. work like environment and you know just seeing like the, the staffing areas and all like the boards and the goals and things like that and how they make things fun mm. and um yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great cool. thing. So, what category do you sell in your, for so all your products? I, I'm in the baby niche. Aha, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was talking to Fee Suter, who's in, she was a teacher. Yes. So, she yeah. sells kind of kit products related to children and mm-hmm. products that came in very useful during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's really fascinating. Um, Awesome. And then you've got a website as well, don't you? I do. I do, yeah. Yes. It doesn't get, so, um, honestly, it doesn't get a lot of traction. Um, mm-hmm. But I do get, like, a lot more customer emails through the website. Um, yeah. And I think for me it was just more about, like, establishing the brand. Like, it's more than just an Amazon brand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With those emails, what do you do with them? Do you do you have a regular email newsletter? Oh gosh! So I did used to do monthly newsletters, and that literally only kind of paused a couple of months ago. Yeah. I guess it was just. I think for me, it's just been more about like managing my time, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 like looking at where the focus needs to be. Yeah. Um, I've started reading that book from, um, oh, my gosh, who was that seller? Oh, what's his name? Oh, Toma. Toma, Toma, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've started reading his book and it's interesting because even just like the first few pages like completely resonated with me around like, you know, like kind of like is this how you're feeling? Is this, you know, this is how you're going to have to be and, you know, mm. Amazon works. So just think about kind of where you're putting your energy like, you don't like he yep. has, you know you don't need all the website and all the bank you know all the bells and whistles and everything that go with it but it kind of just was like yeah like where makes the money put your energy yeah. there hmm. all right yeah the one thing so because i really enjoyed his presentation at southern seller fest i really enjoyed yours too by the way which we will touch on <laughs> in a minute but um <laughs> well the panel you're on a panel weren't you with jamie michael up there yeah, 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 on yeah. stage but uh, with Toma, he spoke about the six-star experience for mm. for customers, for his customers on Amazon. And so, um, really, the key takeaway there was the you know the kind of the five you know the five-star experience plus an additional surprise experience, which delights mm. his customers. And so, he's always looking for a way to add something to the product, whether it's a, a sort of something that he doesn't might not mention on the listing, so that when the customer receives a the product, they get this sort of almost unexpected bonus like a you know it's, yeah it's like it, it or something yeah I thought that's I right. thought that was really mm. really cool too and it is something that you can be kind of working on and changing now you know you yeah. can make like one of my products um it's oversized and through research a lot of my competitors fold the product so that it's uh-huh. standard and they can then obviously offer it a, a cheaper price point. Mm-hmm. And I thought about doing that, but then, and this is where I guess Thomas 
Prezzo comes in because it's all about like that customer experience. And I don't want to ruin the quality or the integrity of that product. And so I have to now think of other ways to be innovative and to stand out so that people are willing to pay a bit more to, you know, buy my product instead of a cheaper, a cheaper version. That's right, because the FBA fees, I'm assuming, with oversize and, you know, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's why the other sellers are offering it so much more cheaply because the, the FBA fees are a lot less for them. Uh, their course. costs aren't as high. So, yeah. Um, so for you, yeah, you've got to come up with a way of saying, you know, ours isn't folded, so yeah. buy ours because, you know, it's going to last longer and, yeah, you get more life out of it, out of the product. That's really cool. 100%. So with your product... With your product research, how do you do that? Like, how do you come up with your ideas for your next product? Oh, gosh, you're not going to like the answer. Um, Why not? I just feel it. (laughs) Good on you. So you're not using any tools or or anything like that? God, no. I mean, Mm. honestly, my plan of growth hasn't been product focus. It's been, like, um, expansion in different marketplaces. So Great. For me, in terms of um, developing new products, that hasn't really been something that's been on my radar probably in the last sort of 12, maybe even 18 months, or probably more like 12. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's purely because I've been focused on moving into the UK as well. Yeah. We had a chat about that a few weeks ago, didn't we? There's a couple of issues over there yeah. we were trying to work on together. Still happening. Still not resolved. <laughs> Still Man. unresolved, yeah. Oh, it's not my a tough one. Apparently. Yeah. I know. I'm going to have to try our trick again, I think. Well, there's old, the old managing director at amazon.co.uk email, um, which I think you've already well, tried, haven't you? Well, I did yeah. that the first time and I got some resolution on the issue that I specified. But mm-hmm. I guess the reason that that came to light was because I couldn't change my bullets. And so yeah. even now they've made it, yep, you are the manufacturer, I still mm-hmm. can't change my bullets. Yeah. We might have to look at a flat yeah. file or something like that. Sorry, we're kind of talking shop oh, here. I've done everything, um, honestly, yeah. like everything. Yeah. Downloaded flat files from different countries, then uploaded them, mm-hmm. changed them. Like it's, 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 it's one stuck. of those things that you've got to have like energy to put into it. And honestly, like mm-hmm. it just... Because, uh, you know, when you just get knocked back that many times and then I'm like, right, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to include mm. every man and his dog in an email, <laughs> you know, like Jeff at Amazon. Like I'll be putting them all in. Um, yeah. But the it's reality is mm. I'm like, it's Christmas now. Like who's going to answer me now, you know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just trying to – It's it can be incredibly frustrating, Amazon. Um and getting editing rights, which is really what the issue is here, you just you just mm-hmm. you've lost the rights on your own listings, your own branded listings, your own brand registered listings, right? It's just crazy. Yeah. So if any of your listeners have got any suggestions or any, well, it's funny you should bring. <laughs> I don't know. What did we talk about? Um, build international listings tool. Um, when we chatted a couple of weeks back, I can't remember. I think so, because didn't I share my screen and we had a look you at did. things and you confirmed to say, that it, you confirmed yeah. something in relation to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's funny. I've got a client at the moment and I use Build International Listings tool. So I took his listings from Australia into the United States. Um, oh. uh, and then what we noticed was that 
I hadn't set up the build international listings um, properly where but what it, and the reason what had basically happened was is that the pricing was being converted from the Australian dollar listings into US dollars for his US mm-hmm. listings. So I removed the connection, but the pricing is still continuing to update. So I'm currently working through that and trying to work with sales support to try and get them to disconnect that that link because it's clearly still there, even yeah. though I've manually disconnected it through. So, um, so what I've what I think I think I've been able to solve it in the last couple of days by creating another condition on those lists. Sorry, we're really getting into the deep end here. Creating another condition on each of those ASINs um, and and updating the SKU, renaming the SKU. Um, and deleting the the previous SKU to a new SKU with the same ASIN to try and disconnect and stop the relationship as best I can between those two products. It's a big problem. It's annoying. Yeah. I mean, that's really frustrating. Yeah. So like almost in the same vein as my issue. And so would you lose any Mm. like reviews or anything doing that? No. Nope, nope, nope. You can you can definitely um, the reviews are related to the ASIN, not to the SKU. So you can have multiple SKUs in the same ASIN. You can have many duplicate ASINs in your inventory. I've got quite a few clients that do with different SKUs. I've got one client in the United States who sells food, um, and what they do is they add another condition to the ASIN um, and create a new SKU that is the expiry date of the product. So that helps them to know when they might need to remove inventory from FBA because it's about to expire, for example. Oh, they can just okay. see it at a glance. Just stuff like that. Yeah, so they're sort of things that we get into. It's quite interesting, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, apart from the UK experience, what are some of the other challenges that you've faced over the years that you can think of and how did you get over them or even just sort of um, mindset or entrepreneurism? Managing capital is a tricky one. Yeah. Well, like mm-hmm. buying inventory and you know, you got to wait for it to sell, but then you've got to be placing more orders. So that is mm-hmm. something that has been a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah. When Australia did introduce storage fees, that really mm-hmm. knocked me about um, at the time. And this is how I ended up going to your event because mm-hmm. I was put in touch with um, Liz Cassidy, who no longer yeah. has Prep Australia. Mm. Um, but it was her who like told me about this event and was like, you need to go. Um, so Mm. that was a bit of a challenge. And even now it's a little Mm -hmm. bit of a challenge touch wood. It hasn't been huge. Like what it was back then, you know, where you've got to have bloody heaps of cartons and you've got to find somewhere for them to live. Yeah, that's right. So that's where three PLs can come in handy, which is where Liz, I guess, came in for you at the time. Did she help with that? Mm. Oh, Liz and Richard were amazing. These still are. Yeah. They're really good friends. And when yeah. I'm in Brisbane, I catch up and stay at their place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're so wonderful. Oh, they're beautiful mm. people and they're always happy to help too. Um, yeah. yeah, so challenges. There's been that. Um, some compliance stuff sometimes isn't always straightforward, especially being in baby. There's yeah. a lot of red tape so you got to be careful about that um mm-hmm. got to submit your documents don't you to child safety to yeah. you know because it needs to be your products need to be safe don't they for kids and so oh, want to make sure. and that's not something that i compromise on so mm. i'd rather like i'm happy to pay that and do whatever's needed to 
to make sure that that's right. The challenge is though with some of my products, they they don't necessarily require any type of certificate. Like there's nothing legislated. Um, but then if Amazon flag it as maybe it does, it's kind of hard to know what to submit sometimes. You know, it's not clear yeah. like, oh, you need X, you know. Nothing ever is really clear with Amazon, is it? But uh, <laughs> sometimes not. Yeah. No, no. Mm. But um, touch board that's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're sourcing from China or India? Where Where do your products come from? China. Yeah. God, there's a lot of talk about China at the moment, isn't there? You know, Steve Simonson yeah, has been talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's there's real. Um, concerns about the Chinese economy and its stability. Uh, yeah, I was reading Kevin King's, one of his mm. recent um, newsletters about that. And I was mm. like, oh, great, add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, there's, I don't know, I, I'd probably need to get Steve on the show or even Kevin King on the show just to talk about mm. what is happening in China because, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's real concerns. So I'll leave it there. But, yeah, if anybody's interested in learning more about that, um, Steve Simonson did a an interview with a gentleman who runs a video podcast. I think it's on YouTube um, called okay. Day 2. So he did a recent – I watched most of it, but I ran out of time to watch the end. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't sound good at all. So um, he's, he's actually saying that he's never going back to China. Well, certainly at the oh, moment wow. he's not – in the foreseeable future, he's not prepared to go back there. Um just because there's sort of new laws that have been passed around how the Chinese can detain you for no reason, all that sort of stuff, if they decide that oh, you... Oh, I did think that. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It's really yeah, there's scary. a little bit of something going on over there. Um, I probably also want to have a chat with uh, uh, Stephen Selikoff as well, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. um, just to talk to him about what he thinks, because he's always in China. He's constantly yeah. in and out of China, so he'd probably have his finger on the pulse a bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, just don't do anything controversial if you're heading over to the Canton Fair. <laughs> don't say anything oh, to anybody. Don't make any political statements. No way. I think before I was um, to even book any tickets like that, I'd have to be checking in with everybody on my in my network. <laughs> good move. Mm. When you launch your products, do you have a particular way of launching products or you just pop them up? Yeah, just pop them up. Like in but, the UK, yeah. um, I've utilised Vine. Okay. Because in Australia, they don't have Vine. Um, no, we don't. So I've done that and I found that to be quite successful. Like every time I've done that, all my products go within a day, two days max. Yeah. And so I've you mean the Vine reviewers are snapping them up? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're gone. They're gone. And I get some good like photos and stuff. People have um, bought them and mm-hmm. I get like decent reviews, which is really helpful for the customer. Isn't it? Mm. The... What does what does Vine cost in the UK? Can you remember? Because I've never actually, you know, I've never done a Vine review in the UK ever. So I don't. Know, I've never even looked at it. I might have a look at it after this. <laughs> I've got a couple yeah, of accounts. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Because no. Amazon's got a special on Vine at the moment in the in the United States, where oh, I think you can get two reviews for free, except wow. you know, you've got to ship the product to the customer. Um, and then you can get up to ten for seventy five US dollars, and if you want to go the full thirty, it's mm-hmm. it's your usual two hundred bucks. So uh, at least you can get a couple expensive. of. I, I want to say like fifty pound. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that That's, is in US dollars though. Mm, it's about sixty sixty five US, I think, somewhere around there, something okay. like that. Yeah, 
in that that sort of ballpark. I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not across with the pound versus US dollar. Yeah, no, better. I can go like um, pound into Aussie, and then I yeah, me Aussie to USD. But that's it. Yeah, pound to. No, that all makes sense. Wonderful. Uh, any other tips or tactics or anything like that that you might want to share with you? You know, with our listeners. No, I think staying, I think staying connected is the bit like the big one for me because. I guess one of my other challenges is the um, self-discipline around mm-hmm. around Amazon, um, just really staying focused. So Sellerfest was really good for me this year because prior to that, I think I was feeling a bit, you know, just like flat with it, like sales were down. It, it didn't kind mm. of feel that it was like fun. Yeah. It felt more like a mm. slog, you know, like, oh, I've got to do something <laughs> yeah. with that today. But then I went, I went to the event and kind of mm-hmm. had a bit of a rocket put up my bum. And some of that was, in fact, most of it was as well because of um, my good friend Lynn, who um, yeah, yeah, she she another friend of the show. Oh, she's amazing <laughs> too. Um, yeah, she had some tough conversations with me. So, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like now I've got like a little bit of an accountability buddy. Yeah. which kind of helps Lynn's too. Awesome. So definitely yeah. staying connected with people in your group is important. And I feel like even now, like I haven't done anything on my business this morning already. And I mean, it's only like 8.30 here, but usually mm-hmm. because I'm always up so early, I, I would have. And now I'm just thinking, nah, I need to get off this call and do something, you know? <laughs> Give it a yeah. try. Get in there. Yes. Yeah. See if you can get those listings sorted out in the UK at least and get your bullets sorted out. That'd be amazing, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I honestly think it's worth sending a message this week, like like in your professional yeah. opinion. Okay. Yep, my professional opinion is you just keep annoying them. Okay, and squeaky get, wheels get greased. Yeah, squeaky wheels get the oil, that's right. Yeah. So that's yeah, let's just keep peppering away, just become a pest, I think. Okay. And um and you know, and just say, look, we're I'm brand registered. This is my branded product. I need mm-hmm. editing rights on this listing. Uh, and that should do, well, hopefully somebody will listen to you and enable you to be able to change those bullets. I might yeah. even flick a draft over to you first, if that's okay. Just sure. have a little squiz. <laughs> Feel free. I love this. We're kind of coaching and podcasting all at the same time. It's great. I know, right? Um, hey, listeners, get on to Chris. <laughs> Come on. Southern Sellerfest was awesome. It was great seeing you up there. You were great on stage during the panel and the questions. Um, it was really good to hear your story again. Wonderful. Um, well, Denise, I know that you it's 8.30 there. I know that you have a pretty hard um, hard stop this morning at your time. So mm-hmm. let's wrap this up. But I do want to say a big thanks and really Thank awesome to see you again and uh, looking forward to catching up in 2024. Have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Love that. Thanks for having me and back at you. I hope you have a nice Christmas and New Year with your family and loved ones. Beautiful. Hopefully we might see you at the collective. We'll see. I'll try and talk you into it. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. Thanks. (laughs) Wonderful. Good on you, Denise. Thanks again for coming on the show. See ya. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.